Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back? Redbubble.com slash people slash dumb dumb dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat. Drinker of blood, keeper of the chronicle, and all around a spooky dude. <laughs> Last evening, our coterie kidnapped and killed Gordon Stevenson, the Daywalker. Our heroes discovered the existence of Batista's children, a new faction in Montreal. Iris enjoyed the kill for the first time. Everett determined the victim's guilt before the deed was done, and Ridley brought additional justice to the McGill Student Union. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Ah, 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 ah. Having rid the world of uh, 
a not perhaps the the largest threat, but honestly, a, a pretty douchey threat. Give him um, fifteen years; he could be a politician. Uh, yeah, well, not anymore. <laughs> uh, having rid the world of uh, a threat, um, you actually find that uh, you have a little bit of downtime. Uh, the Bouchard brothers haven't got back to you yet uh, with any further missions, um, although you have been kind of. Uh, roughly made aware that at any time they could um, sort of send send things along as, as they come onto their radar. Uh, but uh, you guys find yourselves with a, a little bit of downtime. So basically the way I kind of want to play this is sort of between cases or between missions, um, I want to give you a chance to kind of interact with the world a bit, interact with um, your connections a bit, um, and kind of flesh out anything that you might want to flesh out that isn't directly related to the, the task at hand. So I'm basically going to give each of you kind of two major things you can do um, over the few days while you're kind of waiting waiting for missions. So um, that can be checking in with people, that can be investigating, that can be pretty much anything you want to do. Um, but we're just going to try and keep it to two so that it isn't like, I built a castle and someone else is like, I've got a coffee. <laughs> and for the next month and a half on Blood and Syrup. They do chores. <laughs> Everybody's working for the weekend. It's just a montage for two weeks. I need to get my my soda stream refills. Yes. So here are some uh, some global updates for you. Um, the news uh, is now reporting that uh, several different terrorist groups are claiming responsibility for the CN Tower attack. Uh, however, um, a lot of uh, all of the reports are fairly. Um, conflicting, and it seems as though this is people just trying to kind of hop on the coattails of, of something else. Uh, so there's a lot of confusion, uh, a lot of anger, and uh, currently no answers. Um, <clears throat> uh, Emily seems to be healing at a fairly remarkable pace. Uh, the potions seem to be doing their work. Um, that isn't to say you can't go visit her, but just kind of as a general update, the, the updates you've been getting from the hospital have been positive. Um... You've also, Iris, you've been receiving word. Um, I think you probably have like a Google alert set up or Emily set one up for you uh, about Iggy. Um, and uh, he's been spotted at various clubs throughout the city. So he's definitely in town. Uh, and Ridley, um, Xanatos, uh, who you've recently met as part of the uh, Big Brothers, Little Brothers program, um, you guys have been getting along pretty well, um, and he is very excited to go to a hockey game. That's something he's always wanted to do. He's a big sports fan. Uh, Montreal is not a huge sports town aside from hockey, but he's pretty excited about hockey. Um, and Everett, as for you, uh, I think uh, I'm curious how you think your relationship with Harvey works in terms of helping him out with PI type stuff. Do you think you would be kind of like, a, I'll show up, uh, we can grab a drink and we'll shoot the shit kind of thing, or would it literally be a... I'll help you on cases or kick cases to me and I'll, I'll take them. I think more the latter. I think, uh, I think everyone might have a hard time connecting with people, mm -hmm. uh, now that he's a kindred. Um, so less meeting for coffee, more meeting to solve problems, solve sure. cases, that kind of thing. Okay. So I think then, um, for you, uh, Harvey sent you a, a couple of kind of low key kind of, uh, Probably infidelity cases, sort of a sit in your car and, and watch and get photos, that kind of thing. Um, PI work is uh, notoriously boring, and so they're kind of boring cases, but they are the kinds of things that your, your skill set would be equipped for. So those are kind of the things that are on your plate right now. Again, no word from the Bouchards. Um, nothing too, too pressing, but that's, uh, that's kind of where you're at. So what do you think you guys would get up to during your downtime? 
Anybody want to go first? <clears throat> I, I know one other thing I would do is I would be uh, um, splitting my time between, you know, this laid back stuff uh, with Harvey Grimm and probably more intense casework with Billy Kincaid. Okay. If she'll have me. So how do you think that relationship works? Is it, uh, obviously we've established that she is good at like sort of slipping you side information. Um, do you think you're trying to vie for kind of like active consultation on cases or is it more of a, you can do some of the legwork or how do you, how do you think that works? I think I'm looking to legitimize myself there so we don't have a similar experience as we did on the, on McGill campus where I kind of had to sneak into a crime scene. Right. I'd like to be able to say, hi, I work with Billy Kincaid. Gotcha. Okay. And they, and people let me in. Okay. So can you please roll me? um, I'd say we'll do investigation. um, And I guess it would either be, because I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it'd be charisma, necessarily. Could be intelligence, could be wits, could be composure, could be manipulation if you're actively trying to manipulate her. But I think basically what I'm looking for is a role to determine kind of how successful Everett is at being useful in these cases and kind of inserting himself into well, this if, world. If, if And I, I think that's the way I would want to do it, is I would want to do it on the merits uh, mm-hmm. of my mm-hmm. work. So I would do investigation and wits for solving crimes, investigating crime scenes. Okay, cool. I wouldn't be trying to do any kind of social engineering or anything like that. It would be, this is why you need me. Let me show you kind of thing. Cool. All right, so go ahead and roll that for me if you could. This Again, this will represent kind of over time. Yeah. Now, I've, I'm working with Zero Hunger as we ate uh, Mr. Yep. Stevenson. Um, should I put one hunger on because it's like a new day or whatever? Uh, no, I'm going to le- let you keep it at zero because this is basically in, in lieu of leveling up. This is kind of your, your reward lap. So that's not to say... Yeah. I think you, you get some freebies on this one. Okay. This is the most dice I get to roll is when <laughs> I do investigations. I'm so glad I'm a detective. <laughs> okay. Anything over a five? That is correct. This is insane. One success uh, on eight dice. Uh, wow. Hey. I'm, I'm glad I rolled eight and not seven then. <laughs> How many ones or crit fails in this circumstance, Tom? I thought it didn't matter if they were uh, hunger it dice. It doesn't. Yeah, oh, yeah with no hunger dice, he's, he's fine. I'm too used to this. <laughs> it's delightful. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so... <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> Tipping the brim of my hat and being like, let me show you why you need me. <laughs> like, turn it around like, oh, this door is a pull, not a push. Just, like, <laughs> just really fucking it up. Just, uh, there's just a bunch of people watching her like, oh, hey, he's right. Um, all these weird New York cops who live in Montreal. <laughs> you show up, show up at the coroner's office. You're like, I heard a man died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something tells me there's police around these parts. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're right here. Um, okay, so uh, Everett, I think... Uh, Billy does start to invite you along in these things, but it's it's almost kind of um, you get the sense that it's not. Uh, this is awful. It's not a valued partnership. It's more of a, a, a pitied partnership. Like I think to her eyes, you kind of uh, like you're obviously sharp, but you seem to have fallen on hard times. Like your your stuff's always con- constantly kind of wrinkled. You're obviously not from around here. Uh, you're trying to make a go of it in Montreal as a PI. Like I think she identifies a lot of the kind of like oh something 
whether it's an addiction or a, a tragedy, something drove you from, from police work. So it's kind of the like, it's like bringing the retired cop with you where it's like, oh, you want to go on a ride along? Sure. I'd really like, value your input. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Billy Kincaid pities me. Yes. Okay. But the good news is that it does mean that she's bringing you along on things. Uh, you won't necessarily have a huge amount of influence based on the current the current dice roll and kind of where you're at right now. Yeah. Uh, but there is definitely, you're now a scene entity. Like okay. people are, are more used to you being um, on the scene. That said, she does also still remember that uh, she got in touch with you about like, a problem and you made that problem yeah. magically disappear. So it's kind of a weird combination. I, I think to her, it's, it's less like a, Oh, this guy's a, a guy past his prime and more so a, he's walking a pretty dark path. And sometimes it's nice to have, some sort of support network there and okay. like it's kind of owed to a fellow officer to keep you keep you in right um that said i don't think you would necessarily interpret it that way because mm. i think rolling a one you're like on the case and it's just like <laughs> you're helping helping it where you can um i think in this field i might be too proud to notice the pity yeah also like you are legitimately helping it's yeah. just you're used to being just a part of the team, so it's mm. weird, weird to be on the outside. Um, okay, cool. Uh, Megan, what do you think Iris has been up to? Um, I, know, I know that soda stream weighs heavily on your conscience. Yeah, yeah. I need, my, I need to get that CO2, uh, that carbonation is a really big, big, big thing I need. And you um, also at this point probably have a blood-bound vampire that we've been keeping chained up that we could let out if you wanted to. Uh, Mad Martha. Yeah. It, is she in my apartment? I don't know. No, is she's she? she's currently. I keep her in a, a box. Yeah, oh, right. where, where we last left her, she was in the basement of Mayday Malone's. But you have at this point been feeding her your blood long enough that she might be blood linked to you. Oh, but I don't. I have like bond resistance. You do. She doesn't. Uh, We've been feeding your blood to her. She might uh, be in love with you. Oh goodness. Yeah. What benefit is letting her out going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Um, I I mean, I'd probably be, I'm pretty pissed off that Iggy's around because he's the reason why <laughs> I had to run away in the first place and ruin everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to, wanting to like figure out exactly why he's here. Okay. So how do you. Or, or where he's, where he's been haunting. Sure. Um, I'd be inclined to split those two up um, because I'm curious what tactics you would use. Like finding out where he is, is I think one kind of check we can do, which is obviously like checking the society pages.com, I guess at this point. Is um, he a society person? Like he, he seems to be a bit of a, I think he, what I, yeah, when I say society, I mean like he likely shows up on something like TMZ because he's related to you. Uh, it's like Nick Cage's son. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, he has a dinosaur skull and he's on cocaine. I mean, and he's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> he's cuts away. Yeah, because of how much uh, royal shit I've been reading for this book I was working on, like... I think in a lot of ways it's early on when they're like, oh, and then there's also Prince Harry the fuck up who's like drunk in a Nazi costume. And yeah. you're like, this isn't interesting in and of itself, but it is because he's associated he's with associated. me. Um, but I agree. I think that's a very valid point. So we won't say that it's like super easy, hence why you'll need to, to roll for it. That said, what he's doing in town is a more complicated endeavor. So I'm curious how you would set about trying to find that out. I mean, this is awful, but I probably set up like a... I'd probably start with a doctor because he's yep. the most immediate. <laughs> Dr. Skull. Yeah, Dr. Skull. So yes, I'm he's still the most immediate. Stupid like, his name is. He seems to be <laughs> the most immediate contact I have that's been in contact with Iggy. Okay. So well, let's it, say. It'd be like a, 
under the guise of trying to help Emily setting up a coffee date, but really wanting information about Iggy. So we can call this a skull check? Oh, oh. oh God. Oh, I did it. Ryan got a non-dice-related messy successy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, uh, Miles, let's say a that... punny, not funny? <laughs> oh! Yeah, I was going to say, never call me Megan again. I don't like so, it. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I have a lot going on in my head right now running this game, so whatever. Uh, all right. Uh, it was very jarring to hear uh, you call me Megan. Fuck, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. It's because I'm doing it. I apologize. No. It's fine. This happens every time we're around family, too. I'm like, Miles. They're like, we're all Miles. I'm like, eh, I'm only married to one Are of you. you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, Iris, let's say then that the scene we'll do is uh, you've arrived uh, at the hospital. Uh, it's just after uh, sundown. So it's like pretty much dusk is about as early as you can as you can get out. Mm-hmm. Um, you arrive at the hospital um, under the guise of uh, seeing how Emily's doing. Would you have warned her in advance that you're doing doing a thing or do you just kind of expect that she'll pick up the con? No, I probably warned her. I probably told her that, like, I've been receiving information that Iggy's in town, so I think she probably... Okay. And I'm going to say... like, oh, yes, we need to... Yeah, and she's with it. Uh, she's with it now enough that you can kind of text back and forth. Like she's not always going to be able to respond because she's unconscious a lot of the time still. But she only has one hand, so she's mastering the thumb. Oh, she's got it down. Are you kidding? She the amount of times she spent carrying a coffee in one hand and a phone in the other. Like <laughs> this fast. is fine. That is fair. Um, I speak from experience of constantly having a coffee in one hand and a phone in the other. Um, <laughs> like a Hollywood agent. Um, wicked. So. Um, Miles, can you roll me a um, probably either charisma or manipulation, and hmm, uh, I guess persuasion is probably what we'd go with. Okay. Or I mean, it could be streetwise as well, I suppose. But I feel like for you, this is just like get because we like Doctor Skull's obviously a bit scatterbrained and high. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think it's a threat so much. So uh, as you're kind of you're talking to Emily and um, uh, Doctor Skull comes in, he's like, "Oh, oh, hey, uh, Iris, uh, great, great to see you, great to see you." Uh, yep, our patient's doing real well, uh, r- remarkably well, actually. I, I don't know what you've been slipping her, but like, damn. And he kind of points to um, her sort of the damaged part of her shoulder where her arm was, and it almost looks um, almost like. Um, uh, cross thatching, like it's it's healing in a very it's it's flesh, but it's literally knitting together in a really odd way. Um, but she's lively. Um, she uh, her eyes are still a bit manic, but she's also on a lot of drugs. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's he's very happy. Um, but he is fully focused on her right now. Great. Um, I mean, it's it's it's. No thanks to me. It's all your wonderful, wonderful care, Doctor Skull. Oh man, I am really good, right? You are. Right? Can you I get a really, high five? Really, really. Yeah, of course. Uh, so you high five. He's like, can I get a low five? Yeah. Can I get a mid five? It's What's in fa- the middle? It's too far. Oh, it's okay. I was gonna pull it away right before anyway. Ah, <laughs> Doctor Skull. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, I know. I made it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Me and Iggy used to do it a lot. It's it's fun, and mm-hmm. then it goes back to tending Emily. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Iggy, have you uh, have you? Seen him? I hear he's in town and been hanging around. Go ahead and roll your dice for this obvious, obvious ploy. Well, I mean, like... <laughs> no, it works. He he brought him up. It's five. Five success? Yes. Christ. 
That's the kind of role I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you got to remember when... When she steps into Persuasion Town, like she, I can she, say anything. She, she she walks heavily. He's like Iggy. That's funny. You should mention that. Mm. I I apparently really want to talk about that. I know you've been mentioning him He's every like, single oh, time man. we've we've gotten together. Like, yeah. You guys seem to be really good pals. Well, I mean, I thought so, but like I've been texting him, and he's just been at all sorts of clubs that I just you know can't can't get into. You know, like I show up, and they're like, "Sorry, brah, like you can't wear sneakers in here," and I'm like but they're pretty fly kicks. And they're like, no, Dr. Skull. And I, I assume they know my name. They, they oh. don't. They usually just call me douche bro. And then they, they throw me out. But um, no, he's been at some pretty neat clubs. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty exclusive. There's lots of like really attractive people there and like really successful people. Well, has he been inviting you to join him or have well, you I mean, just like, been kind of? Not, not so many words, but like, you know, he, I'm always welcome where, where Iggy's welcome, right? I, I, I think anyway. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So, yeah. I mean, I haven't gotten into any, but like I've been trying. Mm-hmm. Like he was at, uh, do you know, uh, do you know Lumens? Uh, yeah. 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 It's that like cool, weird steampunk bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was there last night. Apparently. Uh, yeah. He, he, well, I, I, I saw on his Instagram. Well, how, how, oh, so you've been following his, him around on his Instagram then? Uh, yeah. It's a private account, but I'm, I'm one of the, the lucky few. Do you know where he's going to be tonight? Uh, no, I actually haven't heard from him. He hasn't posted anything today. It's real weird. Okay. It's really unlike him. I mean, I assume he's just like hungover or like, you know, sleeping with lots of cool people or something. But no, I haven't heard anything from him. He does do that a lot, doesn't he? He really does. Uh-huh. Living well, the life. Yeah. Living the life. Well, um, if you if you see where he might be going next, if you could just shoot me a quick text. I just, uh, want to talk to him. Sure. Is it about, you know, the... And he, he winks. Like, are you trying to get your hands on some of the, you know, any wings again? Yes. I mean, you're you're into that shit. No. Okay, listen, I gotta go do my rounds. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, Doctor Skull has many patients. Do you? I have a couple of patients, <laughs> and then he leaves, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he knocks over a bedpan on his way out. This might just a second. That, that water bottle sound. Oh, no, pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So after he leaves, um, Emily um, says to you, Iris, she's like, um, yeah, so obviously not awake all the time uh, because of, you know, the pain and whatever that stuff you're bringing me is fantastic. It is doing absolute wonders. Oh, good. Um, but it's true. He is on Instagram a lot more than a doctor should be. Um, mm. He showed me a few things, but yeah, it does seem as though um, Iggy has been rather active around town. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, one that perhaps should be sorted out sooner than later. I am hoping so. Okay. I just need to be able to find him because he's not going to come find me. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> we need to pause for the dog. <laughs> In the background, a pigeon is just violently slurping from a bottle. Who cares? Those under the rest just keep going. Great. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yes, that would be one of the water slurping oh. pigeons. They come to visit uh, oh, every so you, often. You're like Snow White. You befriended the pigeons. I did, didn't I? <laughs> That's me, old Snow White Emily. <laughs> I guess that makes the Bouchard brothers our seven dwarves. Oh. <laughs> They're very tall. Um, it's just dopey and dopey. <laughs> Uh, dope, uh, dope. Um, dope and dope. Um, so, um, yeah, anyway, she says, uh, so do you need, um, uh, how, how is your supply doing? It's running a little bit low. 
Okay. And then she like reaches under her pillow. She's like, no, these aren't entirely full because I've had to do it myself with one arm. Emily. Uh, and she just passes you some like half full bags of plasma. I don't, I don't deserve you. Oh, well. No. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. Um, anyway, uh, all of this banter has taken a bit out of me. Dr. Skull is exhausting. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, here's the blood. Uh, how How is the rest of the, uh, the coterie? Is that the correct term? Um, th- they seem to be doing all, all right. They've uh, they've been keeping us all safe, and, and we've been having good old adventures. Good old adventures. Well, that sounds that sounds very nice. But we, I miss you. No, I-, I miss you, Iris. Uh, I'm hoping to be out of here soon, but you know, still still got some work to do. Okay. Well, uh, text me if you need absolutely anything, and um, I'll make sure that the doctors keep me updated on how you're feeling. Well, thank you. Uh, can you please roll me a? I always forget what a perception check is in this. Um, we'll say an awareness and... Would it be wits if it was wits. just like what's around yeah, you? Yeah, 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 I think so. Awareness and wits, please. Uh, that's two. Two successes? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Uh, as she kind of like waves goodbye um, and blinks, uh, when she opens her eyes again, you feel like there's something just slightly wrong with them. It's like the the pupils just aren't, they seem a bit bigger than they should be. And you're not sure whether it's the drugs or, or the trauma, but there's just, you know, it's one of those, it's almost like catching something out of the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. So um, she blinks once and there's something a little bit off about her eyes. She blinks again and they seem to be fine. Cannot wait for us to fight a one-armed monster Someone later on in this better campaign. Better not be fucking with my Emily. <laughs> Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Hi there, I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks, starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord, where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM. And I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're, they're probably doing something horrible to me right now. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dumdumdice. 
where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Smash cut to Ridley. Uh, so Ridley, what do you think you've been up to on your days off? Okay, so I think I got like two goals, but they sort of dovetail. Uh, one is just sort of like uh, consolidating power on the streets a little bit. Like make sure the block knows that we're the people to go to, me and the Bear Boys. Maybe try to expand that a little bit into, I think we like protection. Protection is the zone specifically for like, obviously the LGBTQ plus community because he's really into that, but also specifically sex workers. I mm-hmm, think Ridley mm-hmm. wants to shut down pimps and then be like, cool, I run a 10% protection fee. There's no threats implied in that. It's yeah. just sort of like an honor system. But he's like, people do this business wrong. It's about like incredible violence in minimum. <laughs> so you don't have to actually enforce constantly. Okay. All right. Um, so for that sequence, we'll say um, you're hanging out at Mayday Malone's, um, just kind of checking in on on things. Um, and, uh, the bear boys, uh, report, uh, that things are going, uh, can you roll me please a streetwise or yeah, streetwise and, uh, manipulation, I guess. Resolve perhaps. Maybe, re- maybe resolve. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> he's not necessarily brilliant. But he is unstoppable in a way that he's sort so of undeniable. I think what, what I might start doing with these is, because rather than me just trying to guess, because I, these attributes are still strange enough to me that I'm not great at them, what I might start doing is um, I'll tell you what skill it is, um, and then you tell me with fiction, as we've been doing, which uh, attribute you'd like to use. Okay, cool. Rather, and like there will be times when I'll just describe it. So if it's like, I want to climb this wall, you can't be like, my wits tell me where the <laughs> handholds are. Um, but I think for, for a lot of these instances, I'm basically just asking you which stat you're using anyway. So if it's an instance where it's prescribed, I'll prescribe it. Otherwise, tell me which skill you're using. Okay, mind. if they're coming to me with a situation, then I will go resolve because I yep. feel like that's a determination one. If they're like, we got to go out there, then I'm like, strength, I'm, I'm going to hurt someone. That's four successes. Man, you guys are rolling so well in these low stakes checks. Well, some of us. <laughs> <laughs> good old pity grandpa Everett over there. <laughs> I mean, day. the good news is you didn't have like a critical fail on a, a bitey dice. Oh, and it's oh, like, yeah. well, I ate Billy Kincaid. Yeah. Whoops. Couldn't solve the case. Had to... The real killer kill the person. is you. Yeah. <laughs> bitey, bitey, bite, bite. Um, all right. So um, the Bear Boys are happy to report that things are going really well. In fact, uh, they welcome you in and they're, they're celebrating. They, uh, they've got like a, a variety of drinks uh, on hand. Um, they welcome you in. And um, Mayday Malone's is, is hopping tonight. Um, a lot of the uh, sex workers who um, sort of operate now under the protection of the Bear Boys and, and you uh, are in having drinks uh, with some of their Johns. Um, but there's just a generally, there's a fairly positive vibe to the place. Um, it's, it's kind of upbeat. Um, and you notice that a bunch of the Bear Boys are, uh, as you come in, um, they're very distracted. There seems to be a um, sort of a like an entertainment tonight style interview uh, with a, with a guy um, that uh, they kind of quickly tell you like as you walk in, you're kind of confused about what the fuck's going on. Um, they're both kind of trying to get you to shut up, but also like welcoming you into the circle. Um, and they're like, uh, "Oh, uh, sir, um, things are going great. Uh, they're going absolutely great, and even better, uh, the Satin Prince just announced he's touring." And you see a guy on screen who is just like if Prince and David Bowie 
had like a real sexy love child who was really into neon fur, it would be the Satin Prince. He's just this like weirdly ethereal uh, kind of like oozing sexuality um, singer whose work I don't think you're I don't really think you're a music guy. Good guess. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. Uh, but the Bear Boys are very excited, and uh, he's just announced a world tour. Uh, so they're all kind of um, uh, a Twitter about that. But yeah, they report um, that uh, things are going well, well enough that they've got time to actually just relax a bit. And um, all in all, uh, yeah, so far, so far, so good. They have said uh, that the orphans have been sighted kind of on the outskirts of your territory. Um, there seems to have been some exploratory kind of no major actions, but some kind of the fact that Mad Martha went missing somewhere around here. That said, the fact that they haven't stormed Mayday Malone suggests that the guy that Everett let go hasn't ratted you out. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, well, that's not entirely surprising. I mean, that's the thing about you. If you fucking kill one or two, and no one knows what quite how the responses. Maybe they went on vacation. Maybe they went for a walk and just fell in a lake. Like I don't fucking know. So. Setting Prince, is he coming here? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, boss, but uh, not for another few months. Okay, then. So we'll save up for tickets, maybe get I, everyone a bonus. That, that, like, everyone is playing it cool, but, like, this is, this is, you just told the kids maybe we'll go to Disneyland. Okay, so everybody, let's keep focusing on expansion and protecting people. But all I'm saying is we'll check back in in a week or two and I'll see what I can do about tickets. I mean, you know, he, he might need some local protection. It might be worth us maybe putting our hat in the ring. I don't, I don't know who handles that, boss. If there's a, do, do we, <laughs> do we have like an outreach coordinator? Uh, oh, okay. You know what? Uh, if you are really good at like using uh, the internet, raise your hand. Uh, and I just <laughs> look around. Everyone in the bar puts their hand, all the Johns, all the prostitutes, all the bear boys. The only person who doesn't is T.W. Malone. Who's like, internet, back in my day, we just sent... Letters? Letters. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ju- <laughs> my brain was jumping between mail and beeper messages, but I couldn't quite get there fast Back enough. in my day, we just sent beepers. <laughs> I'd just ship them to someone, and then I'd beep them. And I'd, then write, I'd write something on it and ship the beeper. <laughs> it was mostly just boobies. That was the only word I could figure out how to write. Okay, so... Uh, Chunky, what, you got to find out who does it the best. All right. Make it encrypted or something. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That, get us a website, boss. make yep. it look legit, and then we can email him, whatever that I heard about it. It's like mail, but I don't have to write nothing. You do that. Make it happen. Uh, they all kind of look at each other. It, it's that classic, we just realized that our boss doesn't know what he's talking about in this particular instance. And they all do that very placating, like, sure thing, boss. Yeah, and Chonky's like, don't worry about it. I, I think I think I know exactly what you need, boss. I'll, uh, I'll take care of it. Okay, but if you can get a phone number, then I can do the fucking phone call and it will go really well. So another question. <laughs> Internet I got via phone call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just need to get him on the phone and then I'm fine. Uh, yeah, I have a, so this is also t- ties into the other thing I want to sure. do, which is, so... A friend of mine wants to go to a hockey game. I don't know, A, what the fuck that is, uh, and B, I want to go like a rich guy would go. So what I need you to do is we got to make some phone calls, figure out what we need you to do. But I've heard they've got these seats in boxes, and I want a whole box so we can all go. You mean you- box seats? A fucking man. Yes, that. So you all can go as well and get right fucked, and I can bring my friend and have like a nice time. The uh, boss and Chunky kind of like takes him one side. He's like, "I know it's uh, it's none of my business, but uh, is it like a friend, friend, or just like a regular friend?" 
No, this one's a child that oh. I'm trying to like befriend and help him have a meaningful life. So a friend friend. Yes, that yeah. would be it. All right, boss. Um, you know, just always hoping you find that special someone who kind of like playfully punches you in the arm. You and me both. Maybe if I meet that satin prince, am I right? Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, take a number, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can all take a number. <laughs> Uh, and the two of you share a laugh, and uh, he cheerses you um, with his drink. Uh, and then he kind of looks left, looks right, and uh, just kind of offers you his wrist. I know you said, uh, you know, normally you like to find your, your meals elsewhere, but we're all having a drink. Figured maybe you'd want one too. Oh, no, no, I'm good, my friend. Here's the deal. You're not a piece of shit, so I can't eat you, you know? I mean, that's, uh, that's for kind of you to say, boss. Really I, I appreciate that, you know, you, you wrote that on my birthday card a couple days ago. That was real nice. Yeah, no, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If I tried to eat you, I would throw up fucking everywhere in it. Maybe a bone would come out. I don't know. I mean, you know, fair enough. I don't want to drink people either. So, cool. Okay, you do you. Uh, and let's I'll, find out about that fucking box seat. I'll go internet you some numbers, boss. Uh, and off Chunky goes. So, uh, Everett and... Iris, you still have one action left each. You don't have to do anything. Um, and it also doesn't need to be, like, these don't need to be huge sort of story beats either. It could literally just be like, you know, I think on my day off, I would do blank. Because we're still fairly, a lot of things happen kind of very quickly for these characters. So I'm just kind of curious about what what their worlds are outside of uh, outside of the missions. I'd probably just go back to the apartment and start trying to write poems. Terribly <laughs> and awfully. Okay. And so, then get frustrated and having a giant bubble bath. So when you <laughs> arrive back at the building, um, we've got, is it, it's Gerald, right? Who's your, I'm trying to read our character map from over here. My eyes aren't that good. Yeah. It's Gerald, right? Top left. Yes, it yeah. is Gerald. Gerald. Yeah. Yep. It's a relationship map we have on the wall, friends at home. Um, so uh, Gerald says, oh, um, uh, Miss Dunn, uh, there's actually a, a package for you. Um, I wasn't sure when you'd be home, so I left it out in front of your door, um, but I've had a, yeah. Okay. Did you check it out first? Did you give it a, a little shake at um, all? <laughs> Are you worried it's a bomb? Because I, I did. I, no, I don't I tend just, to shake just, packages. No, I just have some pretty um, insane fans, so I like to, you know. I, I just see. So have, it, have the packages vetted before they come to me. Okay, well, g- give me two minutes, and he like Great. books it around the desk. He like goes upstairs. He come back. He comes back downstairs. He's like, okay. I got off on the third floor and I mm-hmm. shook it there in case it was a bomb because I didn't want to oh, ruin your so place sweet. or anything down here. Um, but then those pricks on the third floor can suck yeah. it. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, you can see that it's, um, you know, when you uh, either see it in movies or like when you've seen people professionally pay to get something wrapped and it's just immaculate, mm-hmm. uh, it's that. It's like a sort of um, almost a, uh, a cylinder that's just like the the top is there's not a, a single edge in sight it has been meticulously wrapped uh in silver paper um and there's just a, a small card that says iris okay he goes um so it didn't explode it's a little sloshy oh it might okay well okay it might be <laughs> it might be something yummy <laughs> so <laughs> okay I'll just take it back up thank you this is weird for a wine bottle but okay goodbye goodbye I love you. I have the doors closed, but you can't hear that last <laughs> bit. Or if you do, you ignore it. Um, you get back up to your place. Uh, I think if you're if writing has been the thing you're working on, I think it's just like there's particularly because there's no Emily cleaned up. Just 
the wall, like the floors are just covered in paper. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the classic like angry writer thing where there's like crumpled up paper everywhere. But I also think I have a bulletin board of just random words on post-it notes. I've been trying to piece them all together. Yeah. There's like, there's one of those. And then your fridge has the magnet letters. It's like a list of verbs, a list of adjectives, a list of proper <laughs> nouns. And I've just been trying to like <laughs> get it's it the, all. It's the Charlie Day wall. There's just string. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird serial killer wall, but it's, it's amounted to nothing. Yeah. Um, okay. That's great. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where you're at. Um, do you open the package? Yes. Okay. So, it's gonna uh, be something horrible. Yeah. So you, you open the card, um, and, uh, it just says from your biggest fan, God damn it. uh, and then you open the package and it is like one, you know, the, um, the, the sort of giant glass jars you can buy with like the suction top. Yeah, it's, what, what mem- like, I feel like there's going to be a body part in it. No, in it's it. just blood. Okay. But it's, like, kind of warm <laughs> and starting to coagulate yeah. a little bit, and it's just kind of sloshing around. Okay. Um, yep. Oh, boy. This this looks pretty disgusting. This is, like, someone who's left meat out overnight, and it's like, you want? You're like, no. No. Uh, or soup. Soup out overnight. That makes more sense. Oh, so it's talking blood liquids. soup, huh? Yeah. Or blood stew. Yeah, either way, it's pretty gross. Ooh, okay. So, I, 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 I mean... I'll probably put it into the fridge in case I get desperate, but I'm, I, I, I think I know who it's coming from. Cool. <laughs> so I like to imagine just like you creak the, uh, the, the fridge door open and it's just full of like empty soda stream bottles. Yeah. And then you just kind of like put Emily's that are in like a nice little bag on one side and then you just scooch it to the back corner like the, the, yeah. the shame condiment that's just no, always in a fridge. No, it'll probably go in the freezer because no one ever opens the freezer. Okay, great. So you toss it in the freezer. Um, that's what Jeffrey Dahmer thought. Yeah, now we're a true crime podcast. <laughs> um, wicked. Uh, so then uh, that kind of being done, I imagine you make yourself a soda stream of, of Emily blood mm-hmm. uh, and you get to work. And I think it's definitely one of those, like as every writer uh, can attest to moments where you sip your, sip your drink, and you sit down, and you're like, okay. Yeah. And then it's just a horrible blank silence that ends in a very frustrated bath. I probably get distracted by real housewives and mourn, <laughs> mourn my the life that once so was. Here's a question uh, for you about baths. Um, so with generally speaking in vampire, if you want to appear human and kind of have a pulse and all that sort of stuff, you have to rouse the blood. I'm imagining sitting in a bathtub if you can't really feel heat or cold is kind of odd. Do you think you would rouse the blood to sit in a bathtub? And experience no, it? No, I just think I'm just trying to hold on to a routine and, so this and, is things, the, and things that I enjoy. Even if I don't enjoy them, I must do them. So this is like the whiskey. It's just yes. like you just sitting, <laughs> sitting I'm stubbornly stubborn. in, in hot water. Yes, I stu- <laughs> I'm stubbornly keeping as much of my life as I can. So uh, I like to imagine that your your day ends with you just like glowering at a like a glass of wine with Emily blood in it just like staring at the tap as bubbles slowly pop around you. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful scene that for everyone else would be in full color, but for you it's black and white. Yeah. <laughs> like cold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wicked. Uh and Everett, how about you? I think I would want to contact Ellen Fuse. All right. Getting back in touch with your sire, huh? Yeah. The person who sent me out here kind of, you know, we've tackled a couple kindred now um and just to kind of make make a report and also ask for i think some direction on how she wants this done so how like what do you think the system is that you set up with ellen to contact her um 
Do you think it'd be like, I mean, the first thing that jumped to my mind would be like leaving a, a like basically calling someone. Like, I don't think you'd have a direct line to her necessarily. No, I did imagine I would make a phone call, maybe calling like, um, a hotline and, and calling for like, like using like a key phrase, like asking to speak to upper management or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I like and that. then like disconnecting and I get a phone call at like a pay phone, like two blocks away or something right. like that. Something <laughs> I too just had a over. vision of like a vampire opera, like an operator system. It's like, <laughs> please hold, I'll connect you. Yeah. It's the John Wick room yeah. just for vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all, but they're also like drinking people. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was, I was uh, neck deep in an Italian. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just redirect your call. Yeah. I like that system a lot. I think that that makes sense to me. So you, um, you call the number again, it's a super innocuous, like call center, mm. uh, number you ask for upper management. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I like that since Everett is kind of a noir themed character that just like, of course it would be a phone booth three blocks yeah, down. Yeah. Um, so you go to the phone booth and, um, uh, sure enough, uh, as only happens in movies and podcasts, uh, the phone rings, um, you pick up and on the other hand you hear, Yes, hello, darling. Hello, uh, Miss Fuchs. It's uh, Everett Fry here. Oh, Everett, so good to hear from you. How have you been keeping yourself? Uh, hanging in there. Well, that is good. I hate to see a good vampire wasted. How is Montreal? It's a little wild out here, I gotta tell you. There was, That's the uh, French for you. <laughs> ah. We uh, we apprehended uh, what I think the term was a daywalker that was killing students on McGill campus. Oh yes, the uh, the half bloods. Interesting. Are they running amok in that small town that you're in? Just the one so far. But he did mention working with one Keanu Batista. I never heard of him, darling. This is the problem with. Operating outside of the Camarillo, you get all sorts of startups going around just making new vampires are willy nilly, no respect for the masquerade whatsoever. Uh, who is this Keanu Batista you speak of? He's, uh, he's a vampire that uh, attacked us, actually. We, uh, well, I ate him. You ate him? I did. Have you fallen into the ways of the diabolist? I. Not familiar with that term, honestly. That would be one of us who feasts... Uh, the humans would call it cannibalism in their uncultured tongue. Do you only eat vampires, Everett? I uh, haven't really fed that often to say, one way or another. Well, that does sound good. I mean, we do appreciate the care of respecting the masquerade. Uh, if you are feeding on our kind, uh, do be careful, but I can't think of a better place for you to do it. There's certainly enough anarchs and sabbat kicking around that certainly don't need to be there. Well, then let me just make sure I get this on the record. If I do encounter kindred that are working against the Camarilla, are you authorizing me to eat them? Look, officially, there is no greater sin amongst our people than to dine upon kindred blood. Unofficially, I like dogs. If a dog is <laughs> rabid... It's really no longer a dog. It's merely something you take out back and shoot. Okay. That's not much of an answer. Yes. <laughs> uh, kill them. Don't Thank let you. it get back to me. All right. 
If you were to breach the masquerade, if the Camarilla were to find out that you were eating other vampires, I would be in quite a spot. And as you must remember from our previous encounters, that is not a spot I particularly want to be in. I've already had you run out of one city and secreted away somewhere safe. If you fuck up again, well, there's more than one kind of rabid dog. I understand. Look, what does... What does this whole situation look like, assuming everything goes the way you want it to? What does Montreal look like? Well, uh, we, we, it's the Camarilla has never been able to establish a foothold there, darling. There's always been a bit too much rabble. So once the rabble has been taken care of, it would be lovely for us to take one of the crown jewels of the Sabbat and put it in our crown. But there is increased Inquisitor attention up there. You must be tremendously careful. We still don't know who exactly decided that blowing up a landmark was a subtle way to take care of a political opponent. But there are forces moving that we are unaware of, and that makes us very edgy. So what kind of protection do I have up here? (laughs) Everett, darling, you got run out of town. That is your protection. I see. But surely, the, the Camarilla agents should be there shortly. I understand there, there's a lot of movement. In fact, I've been told your coterie is not the only one on site. So you may have allies sooner than you think. And they're definitely allies? They work for the Camarilla. As I'll... long as you remain loyal to the Camarilla, I don't see why they wouldn't be. How will I know the difference? Well, if they're cultured and respect the masquerade, they're your friends. If you're eating them, they shouldn't be your friends. Got it. Truth be told, darling, our networks are not what they once were, and as a result, I don't have all the information that I would like. That said, I will try and find out whatever I can, and if anything comes to me, I will send you a message. Look, I just got one more question, then. Assuming I do everything that needs doing here, and Montreal comes back into the fold, what happens to me then? Well... We're all fans of heroes here, and if you were to, in fact, reclaim Montreal, well, let's just say that uh, previous indiscretions, uh, such as your career of ferreting us out of our various nests, uh, might be forgiven. After all, we all have all lived so long. Who has time for grudges? Okay. If you can deliver us Montreal. Got it. If well, not, I know a number of people who would love nothing more than to trophy hunt you through the streets. Well, you turn me because I'm good at finding vampires, right? I did indeed. And killing them now, it would seem. So just lean in. Do what you're so good at. You are a detective, after all. And I'm going to hang up. I'm not going <laughs> to. She also hung she up, like but like got under you, my you skin. Didn't, and you like didn't I'm hear not the hang up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Everett, you're, you're left kind of standing... Uh, by this phone booth. What do you think is your kind of like state having just hung up the phone on your, your sire? Um, I feel like it's been go, go, go basically from being turned to being run out of town and shipped up to the north and thrown into this coterie with these other two people that have been freshly turned that like I, I don't know how much I can trust or if I can trust at all. Um, and then just thrown onto these cases. Like, the work is good for Everett, but I think there's a sort of sensation of burnout mm-hmm. probably happening. But I don't think he knows what to do about that. <laughs> That's totally fair. Um, as well, you like, like a workaholic who is getting burnt out, like, 
they only know the comfort of work. <laughs> well, it's lucky for you then, as you trudge back uh, sort of towards, I assume you're parked outside Maydays. I know you kind of sleep under bridges and stuff, but I think... Well, that was that was maybe a one-time thing just because oh, okay. Ridley really pissed me off. <laughs> Fair enough. So do you think you have, wh- where do you think you live now? Um, you would totally be welcome in the basement I, I, of Malone's. Well, I was going to say, I, I think it's probably Mayday Malone's, yeah. All right. And if it's at night, um, just because I think I still would want my own space, um, maybe not the basement, maybe like the, the back office. Sure. Because, uh, yeah, I don't think I would sleep in a, a coffin anyway, but as a detective, I'd be pretty comfortable sleeping at my desk. <laughs> so there's a desk back there. I'm totally fine putting my feet up and like tipping my hat and just like arms, like fingers right. behind my yeah. head. And just so the sleeping. back office now officially has three desks. There's yeah. one for T.W. Malone. We brought in one that looks like an old timey noir detective on the one side. And then there's just like a beat up metal school desk. that was like out of an alley. And that's Ridley. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a, a like a single iPad constantly charging in a corner that's technically Iris's. She just forgot. <laughs> And we found it for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we'll say uh, Malone lives above the bar. So he's got like an apartment up there. So he's he's okay chilling up there. Um, so as you start trudging your way back to Malone's, um, you just hear like a squealing of tires. And um, you turn to hear someone just blasting the horn. Uh, and it's, uh, it's one of the syrup delivery trucks. Um, and suddenly just like it pulls screeching up beside you door gets thrown open um and uh the bouchard brothers like hey we've got problems there's been a shooting and we need you right now and they grab you and pull you into the van and they're like quick we got to get your friends we got big fucking problems and you realize they're so stressed that they're speaking in english this episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, featuring storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Tom McGee, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and all our ads use tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dumb Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumbdumbdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumbdumbdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can also get merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumbdumbdice and you can join our Patreon of darkness, patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, 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 ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, Jason Denson, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.